0: You are my ghost bitch, remember? Did we actually succeed at something? We made the papers, baby! That's incredible! It's Umbrella Academy, Season 2.
1: Welcome to The Center Cut. I'm Dave. And I am Michael. And we are here today to talk about Umbrella Academy Season 2. Season 2. I'm also
0: bummed because I enjoyed the first season so much and now I have to spoil myself for the ending of this one before I can watch the middle, but we do it for the love of the game.
1: Yeah, I hate to put down all of the other things we've ever done, but this is the first episode that I was legitimately sad that I was going to have to ruin this for myself.
0: It's worth it. Now, before we dive in here, if you have not, we did complete a recap of season one of Umbrella Academy on Instagram. We did it live, but it's now there for you to watch. So please go check it out. You'll learn a little bit of our feelings on some of the characters that we might not get into on this because it's going to be so damn long as it is. So go check that out. What else are we going to do here? So we watched, as usual, the first episode and the last episode of season two of Umbrella Academy, and we're going to try to figure out what happened in the middle. We have some questions to help us out along the way at the end. You know, obviously, we're going to dive into our recaps first and see where it takes us.
1: Yeah. But before we get into the recaps, Umbrella Academy is a Netflix original TV show It was created by Steve Blackman. He actually adapted it from a comic book series of the same name, The Umbrella Academy. That comic book series was actually written by Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know what that noise was. (laughs) Sorry. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 When when Umbrella Academy came out, uh, season one was pretty huge. It ended up being the third most popular TV series on Netflix in 2019. Had 45 million viewers. Season two just came out at the end of July of this year. So not a lot of stats so far just yet. But people were very excited about season two.
0: They are. And even if there were stats, Netflix wouldn't release them because they're fucking private assholes about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But whatever. We enjoyed it. That's all that matters.
1: Hell yeah, we did. What happened in the first episode?
0: So let's dive right in. The first episode was called Right Back Where We Started. And we pick up right where we left off at the end of last season, the earth erupting in a gulf of fire and our umbrella six and a half vanishing, all while Pogo, the monkey butler, narrates. And now it gets interesting. Just as Klaus and Ghost Ben land in the alley... We found out they're in 1960, Dallas, Texas. Mm. Now, the song Right Back Where We Started by Maxine Nightingale plays, and we see the rest of the crew as they land in their respective years, while a shadowy figure takes pictures from a window and a roof.
1: Yeah, Creeper.
0: Creeper. Allison's in 1961. Complete with horrible, backwards, white-only shitballs. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to some more racially charged scenes in the episode. But
1: Yeah, that's our favorite stuff to talk about. The past
0: sucks. Mm-hmm. Luther is in 1962. He yells with a hobo.
1: Oh, that was like
0: one of my favorite parts of the first episode. Pretty great. Pretty great. Diego gets September 1st, 1963. He saves a woman. Mm. Vanya is October 12th of 1963 and she gets hit by a car driven by the sister from Sneaky Pete. <laughs> Last, 5 lands in November 25th, 1963, 3 days after JFK's assassination, and it's clear immediately what the driving force of the season will be, and I hate it.
1: Yeah, that's it's interesting to me that they picked that as the the key time frame. I guess if they were looking for something that everyone knows, that would be one of th- the things in history that pretty much everyone knows happened. Yeah, but I already watched the Hulu show 112263 starring James Franco. That's
0: all the time traveling Kennedy savings I can stomach. <laughs> Get a new idea, you hacks. Is that
1: also all the James Franco you can stomach? No, you don't like James Franco? He <laughs> is a okay treasure. <laughs> he's an okay national treasure
0: in a soviet tank too like how did that tank get in the southern u.s three days after the kennedy assassination like how like did it cross the Bering street like it was
1: like fording a wagon in that oregon trail game the fuck out of here (laughs) there's no way that seems like a pretty quick time frame for them to be able to get a tank in the United States. In the 60s, too. It's not like I can't imagine. Did, mm-hmm. I mean, did they have planes that could carry tanks back yeah, then? Yeah, there wasn't like no a drone history. that
0: brought it over or something. <sighs> Plot hole. <laughs> so My Way by Sinatra plays as our crew is reunited, weird ass hair and all. And frankly, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I didn't love the hair. I'm with you on that one. I get that they were trying to, to nail down the whole this is the 60s thing, but. Not a fan, but yeah, this this battle scene of like the first time that we've seen kind of all of them using all of their powers at once to just kick some ass was pretty epic.
0: It really was great. And they, they were at full force more than they really ever were in season one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that I was like longing for in season one, like that, that like big event where they're all of a sudden all together and just fucking destroying some shit worth the wait.
0: Yep. But the nukes are coming. And Hazel, looking like Jim Gaffigan playing Colonel Sanders.
1: <laughs> what a great comparison.
0: <laughs> it really does, though, too. You look it, up, it looks exactly like him. He scoops five out of there before everybody and everything is destroyed again. And we get our first title umbrella, a good old mushroom cloud, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it was a cool way to start
1: the season for sure.
0: We have a question later on about the title cards, and it was a cool part of the first season, and I'm glad that they're even, it looks like they're stepping up their game. Mm. So Five and the man who ate Orville Redenbacher are now back at November 15th, 1963. <laughs> Donut Lady's dead. Sad. Very sad. And some European-looking dudes get off a bus and kill poor, poor Hazel but not before he slips something yellow in five's
1: pocket. Yeah. I can't, I came really to, to like Hazel in the first season. And I'm sad that he wasn't a continuing character through this season. As far as we can tell. Yeah. It, it's,
0: it's, it's funny because you know, obviously you're meant to not really like him at the start of the first season, but he does. He just, he has that arc where you, you, you grow to like him. Mm. He's, a, he's a good dude. And he just following his art. Yep. So the briefcase gets shot up and it looks like those Swedes are stealing a dairy truck. Two seasons down, two ice cream trucks Grand Theft Autoed. True. Five goes back to the alley and meets Elliot, the guy who is taking pictures of our Umbrella Academy alum. He gives Five a tip to go find Diego, who is in an asylum. (laughs) Now, Diego's doing group therapy about his dad. He
1: makes a too early Star Wars reference and his hair. God, it. oh, man, (laughs) I was not a fan of that. I like Diego as a character in this season more than I did in the first one. much more asshole in the first one man that fucking hair and like (laughs) i could have i could have gotten behind he's in an insane asylum and he's just growing out his hair because you know they don't provide haircuts (laughs) (laughs) because this is 1960 apparently it's like hitler's germany but i am annoyed that at some point he didn't decide you know what i should cut my hair yeah so he berates the head guy about how kennedy is going to die
0: and steals the guy's pen he made a new female friend. We find out later it's Lila, and she offers him shoe bacon.
1: Yeah, that was a weird scene. Hot take. Bacon is overrated. Yeah, that is a it's a steaming hot pile of garbage take. Unless
0: it's covered in chocolate or it's like cherry wood smoked, I could easily live without it. Oh, you're the worst person. Bacon's the most amazing. Why, though? Why? What about bacon is so great? Com- it, comparative to other foods. It tastes good. It did taste that much better than other
1: foods, though. I mean, it depends what you're comparing it to. An apple. Yes. If I had a choice between bacon and an apple, I'm going to choose the bacon nine times out of ten. A brownie. I mean, that's okay. You have now introduced dessert into breakfast, which is a whole other conversation. A steak. It depends. No, it doesn't. I would choose a steak over bacon ten out of ten times.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, we digress. Mm. Five pays Diego a visit. It's apocalypse deja vu, and this time, Kennedy has to die to keep the -the non-end-of-the-world timeline on track.
1: I don't understand after the whole first season why Diego still doesn't believe five when he says an apocalypse is going to happen. He's living in an asylum. Truth. I was under the impression that the reason he was living in an asylum is because he was going around telling everyone JFK is going to get shot in four days, and they were all like, wow, this dude's a freaking office rocker. Well, here's
0: the thing about Diego. He is resolute he is stuck in his mindset if he gets an idea about something that's it So once he decided that Kennedy had to be saved that's it doesn't matter what proof you put in front of him that's that's the case
1: that's true and it seems from the conversation they have that he's not saving Kennedy because Kennedy needs to be saved he's saving Kennedy because he wants to prove that he could save Kennedy mm-hmm. get over yourself that's Diego that is Diego. I hate him a little bit more again. <laughs> now that we've talked through it.
0: Yeah. So Vanya was taken in by the lady who hit her and her son Harlan. More on him in the finale. Is she calling her CC or sissy? Sissy. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> it's a name. I suppose. Not a good name, but it's a name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Her name's Vanya. I guess I can get behind whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now Vanya says she has no
1: memories. Are you taking her at her word here? Yes, I went back and watched the her getting hit by a car seat again and it looked like she hit her head. I don't think she can remember. Okay. I don't I'm not even basing it off of that. She just looked
0: different. She didn't have those evil eyes like she did at the end of the first season.
1: True, but we see later on in the show it looks like anytime she manifests her powers her eyes do that. So if she's just not powered up, I, I don't think that her eyes look like that.
0: Okay. Well, regardless, I think we both agree. Okay. Harlan can't talk. His dad, Carl, sucks, and he plays with a wooden duck. All true. On to Klaus and Ben. So Klaus looks incredible, bearded, and wonderful. <laughs> so
1: great. Oh, my God. There's someone who can pull off long hair and a beard. He
0: can pull off anything. That's true. The car dies, and Ben and Klaus fight in the street. And then they end up walking the desolate highway until Klaus enters a bar.
1: Yeah, it was a fun scene that I enjoyed when Klaus and Ben were fighting and they're doing like a classic brotherly fighting of just like slapping each other and and being obnoxious. But then a dude drives by and sees Klaus in the road just like swinging away at nothing. That was pretty Mm -hmm. funny. So Klaus plays poker with some
0: straight-up rednecks, and he has a great limerick about a dude with a tiny dick, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Dave. Klaus loses a big hand, and he steals some keys, and Ben refuses to do his dirty work. No more. hmm Taking a stand. Taking a stand. Now, Klaus steals the truck, and he's on his way. Next, we meet Allison and her new man. Does she have bangs? Are those
1: bangs? <laughs> You know, I can't remember exactly what her hair looked like. I was so worried about Diego's shitty hair. I hate bangs. Like, if a <laughs> woman
0: has ever got bangs, looked in the mirror, and said, "I look good," that woman is actually just nine chihuahuas in
1: a lady costume. That's another hot take. I like bangs. you look good No, you you're don't false. think bangs look good on like Zoe Deschanel, the person that nope. they were basically made for? Bangs is the female equivalent of a face piercing on a dude
0: like putting weird things in and around your face doesn't make you more attractive it just draws people's attention to your jacked up cranium stop it what do you mean it draws attention to the cranium if anything it detracts from a crazy cranium it does not if i see a lady with a bangs i'm instantly looking at her forehead
1: and yeah but sucks. you're seeing hair and not her forehead sucks do you understand what bangs are i do i don't know if you do <laughs> it doesn't sound like you do i know hair then why did you ask me if Allison had bangs? I don't know. hmm <laughs> Anyway,
0: she's gifted a copy of From Earth to Moon by Jules Verne because she spends her days pining after Luther from his time on the moon. Or is she looking at the moon because in 60 years it's gone? That too. She just is tied to the moon. <laughs> yep. Like a tie. Speaking of Luther, he is now a glorified human slash monkey hybrid cockfighter.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he gets away with just like I look like this, and no one just says anything about it. Like his monkeyness. Yeah, like people people inherently reject things that are different. That's just like natural human instinct. I don't understand why everyone wouldn't have like cast him aside, and he's basically like a like a homeless man with no one to talk to or or be with because he's a a freak of nature have you ever been to a carnival in the
0: 1930s yeah well you'd know that they live a not a good life but at least people come to see them they're not just like
1: yeah but they're they're secluded secluded and I, i i get where you're coming from but this seemed more like he was just leading a normal life as a giant half gorilla man which would be surprising to me in the in 2020 never mind in 1960
0: yeah that I, I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a good answer. So Rocket Fuel by DJ Shadow and De La Soul plays as he eventually kicks the shit out of his opponent and breaks his arm after he goes for a knife. That arm break was nasty. I liked it. He's somehow working for this mafia type guy. I don't know why Luther would do that, but I guess the bigger question is who in their right mind would bet against a guy whose top half looks like Donkey Kong?
1: Yeah, I I don't know why in the world anyone would bet against him. He's got the legs of Jean-Claude Van Damme and the upper body of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hmm. Good combo. I wouldn't fuck with that. Some black Americans, including Allison
0: and her hubby, are meeting in Allison's salon, planning a sit-in. Some rootin' tootin' shitbag white guy disturbs the peace, and Allison gives him the business. Yeah, she does. I hate having to see how stupid and despicable people of my complexion were both in the past and to a lesser extent. Now, it's really the worst. Blind racism sucks. Like we all know it. I don't want to get into that again. If you want to hear my thoughts on racism, check out my rant in our Christmas story episode. (laughs) But I will say if you use the word microaggression around me, I will punch you in the dick. Like your face looks dumb when you say it and you sound like a lame bitch. If you're hurt by something that has little micro as part of its title, We're not going to get along. Like, you have a micro dick, you have a micro brain, and your mom should have stood in front of the microwave when she was pregnant. Oh, wow. That escalated quickly. Anyways, I hope that white guy dies. Agreed. Moral Mm -hmm. of the story. Yeah. Now, Vanya sits with Sissy in a barn while she smokes a cigarette and complains that her domestic life makes it hard to breathe. Maybe it's the cancer stick in your food hole, you silly (laughs) bimbo. A wonderful cover of CeeLo's Crazy by Daniela Andrade plays as Diego escapes his straitjacket and padded room using the pen he pilfered earlier.
1: See, I'm confused by this, and maybe they cut out some scenes, but usually a straitjacket also has a belt that kind of gums down under your crotch and up your ass like a belted thong. How did he manage to get that off? I don't know how you know so much about straitjackets. Yeah, I'm... Uh, an amateur magician. Okay. That makes sense based on your personality. I'm really not. But I do know a, a decent amount about straight jackets. I don't know why, to be honest. <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, now that now that you mention it. And his little tactic of dislocating his shoulder to be able to get the the arms out would work. And also him stepping on the the belt that was connecting the arms to try and pull it up over his his body would. Would potentially work if there wasn't this crotch belt keeping it on there you thought way too much about this well i I plot holes okay
0: (laughs) i think there are bigger plot holes that we need to talk about coming up agreed anyway so those zany swedes have arrived they kill a dude and will shortly be after diego yeah speaking of he meets up with lila and we get a new song coming home baby by mel torme so I talked about it a little in the Instagram recap. I I really do dig most of the song choices in this show. It just really is a bit much sometimes like there are 12 songs this episode. That's literally almost one song every four minutes. That is excessive.
1: Yeah, I because you mentioned it in the Instagram recap, I was kind of listening for it. And I definitely heard it in this first episode. The last episode, not so much, but the first one for sure. It was just like every scene had its own little theme song.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm watching a TV show, not a music video. Yeah, but. At least the songs were mostly good. Uh, Lila grabs Diego's penis and howls like a wolf. And we get the dumbest shit of the episode. Why do good shows do this? Like, these dudes are good shots. They would not shoot this much and miss like why just have one gun instead of multiple guns or make one of the guns jam or something but three dudes who know their weapons firing hundreds of rounds at two humans in a hallway and not one bullet connects it's just lazy
1: writing it's not compelling it's lazy I thought the same thing uh, we'll talk about it later but in the in the oh, last yeah. episode it's of the season even that worse that than the scene that was even worse I've always had a grudge with that if you ever watch you know James Bond movies or anything like that it's like a hundred people shooting at one or two people and they take a thousand shots and couldn't connect with even one
0: right it's not like it's just like a an eight-year-old girl picking up a gun for the first time like it's a trained killer mm-hmm. it's just it's just not believable why like why is there that trope that exists it's dumb yeah it's infuriating anyway uh, the duo sets up a distraction and they get away kicking some cop ass along the way lila mentions her mom wink wink And another song, (laughs) You Only Want Me When You're Lonely by Jim Boyd. Uh, The guy Luther works for, turns out he is Jack Ruby, who is a real person. He is the person who, in real life, ends up killing Lee Harvey Oswald, the at least supposed assassinator of JFK.
1: Interesting. I didn't know
0: that. And Carl is sniffing around Ruby, Carl, the Harlan's dad. And turns out Five is there, and he reunites with Luther. Klaus gets arrested and Luther does not care that the world is ending.
1: This was a an interesting turn as we kind of started to like Diego. I'm starting to not like Luther as much because it sounds like he's turned into a little bit of a dick.
0: Yeah, I hate to say it, Luther was my favorite character from season one. Some of the bloom came off the rose in season two. Not only was he just not as nice or selfless as a guy. He also like, he didn't even really have any good dialogue. He just came in with like one liners that weren't even good one liners. And
1: that's the first episode. So on to the season finale of season two titled the end of something. This episode, we start in the future past in 2006. Now we're, now we're jumping all around at Ben's funeral. Sir Reginald Hargreaves gives a little eulogy for Ben and ends up just blaming his death on the rest of them and and tells them, all, well, don't don't fuck up again. Essentially, we learn that this is when Klaus actually kind of manifested Ben. And we also learn that it seems like Klaus convinced Ben to not go to the light, allowing him to be able to recall him whenever. Yeah. Now, a couple things. So.
0: I'm going to be a hard dad, just like Reginald. You got to use that pressure to make some diamonds, bro. Yeah, cool. And Pogo was also at the eulogy, and he wasn't wearing any shoes. Like, you couldn't fucking slap on some shoes for this one occasion, Pogo. Poor taste. <laughs> Plus, it's snowing. i like, come on, bro. It's
1: snowing. Okay, hold on, though. Gorilla's feet. Uh, like, what kind of shoes? I mean, I guess we're talking about a dude who, like created a fucking mom for these people he could have manufactured some shoes for pogo i suppose right it's a funeral in the snow and he's fucking shoeless come on yeah i mean he's a monkey what do you expect
0: we find out it's really not that big of a deal that klaus was keeping ben around or at least that's what vanya says at the end but yeah i guess we'll get there so klaus also mentions pissing in reginald's gas tank yeah, that's how he convinces Ben to stick around. <laughs> I thought that was such a lame thing to do. So I did some research and peeing in a gas tank would literally have like no effect on the car. It's actually more likely to cause harm to Klaus's willy, like if he gets gas in his urethra.
1: Klaus awakens back in 1963. We can hear the news on TV. JFK still got assassinated, which kind of confirmed our thought that that was what was start had started the apocalypse was the fact that Diego stopped the assassination of JFK, thus creating this alternate timeline. So we learn that at this point they have successfully stopped the apocalypse, but they are all wanted in connection to it. So they were all spotted on the grassy knoll or around Lee Harvey Oswald. So a lot going on. I have a question. Yeah. Where the hell is Elliot? Where is Elliot? They've just taken over his house. Yeah, that's a good point. They're in his shop slash house, and he's nowhere to be found. Obviously, well, I guess not obviously, but I'm assuming he's died somehow? Somehow. Yeah, five probed him or something. So we learn that Klaus led a cult, and the commission is after all of them again, and that the commission actually headhunted Diego to be a part of the commission that he declined. They spend a few minutes kind of arguing about what to do next at this point, uh, all trying to figure out what next steps to take. Vanya, in in that conversation, decides to try and call Sissy to see how she's doing with Harland. They don't answer, and that makes Vanya pretty concerned about Harland and Sissy. She also kind of has a vision that Harland is having a hard time, so it seems like they're kind of connected somehow. So she asks the rest of the family for help. They initially say no, and and then I'm like, well, there's the apocalypse again. Cool. Good job, guys. We didn't learn the first time. But then they all come around and actually help her, and they head to Sissy's farm to try and figure out what's going on with Harland. Now, Luther gets in the car, and that muffler is
0: gone. Mm-hmm. So, m- I, And I know from past experience, my first car, I won worst car in high school because my muffler had fallen off. I never put it back in. I kept it in my trunk. So in the yearbook, the photo for best car, I'm crouched in front of the car. It's a 1992 Pontiac Le Mans. I'm holding the muffler like it was a rifle, and I was a fat camo to hillbilly who had just shot his first deer, and it's great.
1: Man, that does sound like a great picture. You got to try and manifest that in some way. I will see what
0: I can do. Add it to the show notes.
1: Yep. Perfect. Klaus and Vanya have a quick conversation. And we learn that Ben is gone for good, supposedly. Supposedly. sacrificed himself to save vanya's life and stop the apocalypse somehow good dude ben was really great i i was really really hoping that ben was somehow going to be brought back to life through going into the past and was going to be alive in season two so i was a little disappointed he wasn't but foreshadowing so they get to the farm sissy comes out pretty concerned because now you know vanya and all these weird people are here and vanya has to explain that this is her family and blah 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 blah. so they finally go in to try and help harlan and he is in a giant like tornado of energy and there's kind of a cyclone above the barn with lightning and snow falling and he's just having a heck of a time he
0: Looks and sounds like me when I ejaculate, just convulsing and mumbling.
1: Makes sense. So Vanya wants to try and calm Harlan down. So she uses her powers to kind of get in that cyclone and is trying to calm him down when none other than the handler and her new friend Lila show up. So Five and Diego go out there to chat with them, find out what they want. We figure out a few things at this little conversation that Five and Diego have with Lila and Handler. First and foremost, Lila is apparently an ex-girlfriend of Diego's, which was kind of foreshadowed in that first episode that that we watched where they were going to have some kind of relationship. We also learn that Five killed the board of directors of the commission. So the commission is trying to exterminate basically the entire Umbrella Academy for that transgression and with that the handler summons all of the agents of the commission which is a fuck ton of ladies and dudes in cheap blue suits and weird masks the setup is just so silly like if all of these agents are here
0: Who's taking care of the other points in history that need to be finagled? Like, I thought the whole thing was that they need to be going to all these points and, you know, making sure Hitler committed suicide and, you know, making sure the Hindenburg
1: fucking went into flames. Like, how can both things be true? It's interesting when you try and think about it, because is the idea that the commission is the one who orchestrated those or is the idea that the the commission is just making sure that that takes place but if it already took place in the past why would it not take place it's a good question i think it's the latter
0: i think it's that they're making sure that things happen the way they're supposed to but i
1: I don't know i could be wrong interesting vanya decides you know i'm gonna go help the fam heads out into the the fields of this farm and just fucking obliterates with a, a sonic explosion or some shit Basically, every single agent, not short after that, Diego and five were running away from thousands of agents shooting at them and they didn't get hit even once. It's literally
0: impossible that nobody got hit. Like this would be on an episode of Mythbusters and they'd be like, nope, no fucking way. It's impossible.
1: Yeah. Two guys are running through a wide open field. They're not even zigzagging. No, they're just running. How in the world they didn't get shot is beyond me.
0: And again, these these aren't just like random people. These are people who are trained killers that have
1: been doing this for some of them like 30 to 50 years. So the only argument I could say that could be made, and it could have happened in the middle somewhere, is we learned shortly after this that Diego has the ability to essentially control metal like Magneto. That's how he's able to kind of throw his knives and make them curve, and we actually see... In the first episode when they're they're doing their all their badass stunts, he like jumps while a bunch of dudes are firing at him and is able to control all the bullets to shoot back at the guys. So he has these kind of like neo powers. If you make the argument that he is using his power as they're running away to deflect the bullets away from them, I could almost get behind that. But then it should have been brought up in the first episode in the first instance of this happening. And then they could have done that as many times as they wanted. And I would have trusted it. Yeah, I don't buy it. So Vanya comes out and just freaking destroys everybody except for Lila and the handler who were kind of protected in an orb of energy that looks very similar to Vanya's powers. The handler lets go of Lila's leash and says, go kill them. Let me know when it's done. And then we learn that Lila essentially is or Lila has the power to use their powers against them in some way. So we don't know if it's her absorbing their energy and then using it against them or if she can just, you know, has a kind of a proximity effect of has the powers of someone that she is close to, but is able to use all of their powers against them. And kind of she rumors Allison. She's spatial jumping on with five. She she's as strong as Luther she's able to use all those powers against them in fights it drives me crazy that they all fought her essentially one at a time It's like let's just get together and do this as as one rather than by ourselves Mm -hmm. but nonetheless they finally get through all the this fighting and everything we do learn in all the fighting that Lila's parents were killed by five when he was an agent for the commission. She thought that he just had killed them because the commission ordered them to be killed. But it turns out that the handler had them killed on purpose so she could essentially abduct Lila and, you know, train her into a weapon for the commission. So
0: did the handler plant her to be in the asylum with Diego? Because, I mean, it seems like Lila knew she had powers all along.
1: Yeah. So that's what I was thinking, too, is that she it seemed like she was there on purpose. I wonder, OK, let's here we go. If JFK was supposed to be assassinated and then the commission learned that Diego was potentially going to stop that assassination, mm. they would have to intervene and stop diego from stopping the assassination
0: and they knew how powerful he was so they sent their best agent someone with powers too. yeah
1: yeah they can't just send a normal normal person because last time they did that shit went to hell okay yeah that's my argument we finally kind of they they all convene around lila and are trying to kind of calm her down and explain to her that the handler is just using her and that This is not gonna work out for her in the end. She's just being used. The walls are full of bullet holes here. It looks really awesome. Like it's it's a
0: cool visual aesthetic, but all it does is just undermine the credulity from earlier. Like there's no way that none of those bullets hit people because it's literally like you see all the bullet holes. It's it's like physically impossible.
1: There there is no space in which a human could have been between those bullet holes. (laughs) Yeah, but it looks sweet. Yeah, it does look cool. As they're trying to convince Lila to relax and join her side because they have figured out she's one of them. She was born on that same day, October 1st, 1989. So she has the same same birthday and everything. She's finally starting to calm down. Then the handler comes in and just fucking kills all of the Umbrella Academy. That was Awesome. Like,
0: imagine if that was the end of the episode or the series yeah. as much as it would be sad. Like, it'd be such an exhilarating slap in the face to viewers. Like, <laughs> that's how gunplay is supposed to work. She comes in. She doesn't miss one shot.
1: Yeah. That's how, what's
0: supposed how to how be that like? happen
1: that that like thousands of agents couldn't kill two dudes, but she walks into this one room and kills seven superhumans in literally a second. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It was great. So, shortly after she kills all of them, Lila was trying to ask her, you know, is it true? Are they telling the truth? Are you only using me? The handler's trying to defend herself, but not doing a good job of it. Lila figures out what's going on, is about to attack the handler, and the handler kills her, too. So now everybody's dead except the handler. And five. And five, kind of. In walks, one of the Swedish albino guys kills the handler. She's dead now. And he walks over and is about to finish five off because he's starting to kind of come to and move around a little. And five finally figures out after many, many episodes that he can time travel. Just stop trying to fucking do it so far. Like, stop trying to travel years, travel minutes, seconds even. So he time travels himself back like 10 or 15 seconds to right before the handler walked in, he's able to intercept her before she kills everybody and then Lila confronts the handler. She uh, The same, same kind of solution from before happens. Albino guy comes in, still kills the handler. Super great. But this time, Five has a gun pointed at him and he has a gun pointed at Five and they both decide, you know what? Enough killing for today. They drop their guns and albino guy leaves and fun fact i think he joined klaus's cult yeah looks that way so this is where you would think the season would end we're only like 25 minutes into the episode there's a whole lot more left after all of this mayhem happened a few more representative from the commission came by and actually were kind of thanking five and diego for what they did so i think the handler was kind of going off the rails and they thank them for their contribution to the commission, and a a little old man named Herb is in charge now. I like him. Yeah, I loved Herb. Do you think that that actor is that that small, or are they like doing some trickery? Oh, he's definitely that small. Yeah, think so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So they leave a briefcase with the team for them to get back to 2019. A few short scenes here um, to kind of close down some of the loops. Allison left a letter for her husband, explaining that she doesn't belong here. She's got to go back to her time. We see Harlan, who Vanya finally went down to try and fully calm down. Harlan finally got him calmed down and was able to put her hands on him and take back the power that she had given him. Weird. Shouldn't Harlan be dead now since he originally drowned? Yeah. So that
0: was my. I thought for sure she's going to take it back. They're just going to come back and dude is going to be like dead. Limp, but that's what it should be, because like if not, then why couldn't she have just done this and
1: saved him like she did now in the first place? Like, yeah, she could have done this many moons ago. Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's because she didn't know who she was, so she couldn't she didn't know that she could do that. I okay, maybe.
0: Yeah, but that's still that's, that's good that's good thought.
1: Yeah. Sissy decides they're not gonna go is she was originally gonna go into the future with Fanya because it looks like they have kind of become a little bit of a couple.
0: Yeah. Have they participated in some consensual tribbing?
1: I think so. Interesting. So she explains she can't go with them, one, because she's afraid for Vanya's life, but also the life that Vanya leads is dangerous for the sun and all of that fun stuff. As I said, the albino guy looks like he joins Klaus's cult, uh, like a tie-dye bus stops on the side of the road and picks them up, and they're wearing starfish necklaces similar to the one Klaus was wearing earlier. As Sissy and Harlan are driving down the road away to wherever they're going to go, we see that Harlan is making a rock float above his hand in the back seat. So it turns out he didn't get all that power taken away.
0: Harlan's a creep and I do not like him, but also I don't think it was a rock. I think it was that wooden duck from the first episode.
1: Oh, was it? Yeah. Gotcha. They finally get together and are going to head back to 2019. They use the case and they get back to 2019. They plop into the entry vestibule of the, the umbrella Academy. They all need a drink. So they head into the living room to go hit the bar As they're walking in, though, they see that there's a picture of Ben above the fireplace now, which is odd because in the first season, that's where the picture of five was because he had disappeared. They then turn and see that dad is alive again. And then he explains that this isn't the Umbrella Academy. It's the Sparrow Academy. And there is a whole new set of special individuals all led by a very alive... Ben okay a lot of, lot to talk about here so
0: number one was that a floating Super Mario coin box to the
1: our left
0: did you see that no one of the one of the characters one of the people that were in that group was literally a floating box
1: oh I yes I did see that yeah that was crazy what is, is that? that a person
0: <laughs> I don't know uh, I, I don't, don't know, know either I hope we find out in season three so that is it is it's Ben with a weird Mexican mustache mm-hmm I'm okay. pretty confident. I not sure because he looked different, but okay, it that works. makes sense.
1: Now, what did they change in the past to create this alternate timeline? Did they run into Reginald or communicate with Reginald in any way in the past, which could have altered his timeline naturally? I don't know what else would have potentially affected it if they, if they ended up making or succeeding in JFK getting assassinated and... Stopped, you know, the Harlan from wrecking everything. I don't know what could have happened in between. I mean, we get kind of into our conversation about the butterfly effect again. It could have been any number of little tiny things that uh, overall affected it. Maybe Harlan affected it in some way or another. Who knows? But so this is where time travel falls apart. Like they,
0: the group, the the Umbrella Academy, they would be changed too. Like if they even still existed, because in this timeline, Reginald has this other group of kids. Where the hell did the Umbrella Academy people go? Like, how are they there? They wouldn't have been able to travel back in time in the first place because they don't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. As soon as they were no longer part of the Umbrella Academy, they may never have learned to use their powers. They could just be living somewhere in the world. Why are they not there rather than here? Right. And
0: they wouldn't even be together. They'd be all in separate Yeah, it's just that that's what doesn't make any sense. And that's why I abide by Faraday from Lost, his principle, whatever happened, happened. I don't think you can change large swaths in the past because it just it just changes too much that then everything falls apart. It's just impossible. I agree. But anyway, and my favorite part was the end here. The last word is shit. And that is such a great last word to end on. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy twist at the end.
1: Yeah, and that's season two. We
0: have a lot of questions to dive into here that'll hopefully help us figure out the middle. Some of them, though, I have no idea what people are talking about. So this is going to be an interesting one.
1: Oh, yeah. So our first set of questions here is from Reddit. So thank you, everyone on Reddit who submitted these. First question was from Stream Family. What's the deal with AJ? A, anytime I see a question like, what's the deal with, I think of it
0: as like Jerry Seinfeld saying it like, what's the deal with AJ? What's the deal with bananas? <laughs> is this a reference to our Warrior Nun episode? Do I have to make another Backstreet
1: Boys joke? What is this? <laughs> who the hell is AJ? So I think I know. Okay. Pogo's dad monkey.
0: AJ? What? Hmm, what's the rep How is that connected? There's
1: no reference. That's just my <laughs> uneducated guess.
0: Maybe it's the Swedish guy who shoots the handler? Oh, maybe. It could be. It could be like Maybe his, AJ stands for like Oliver Jaro or something. Something I don't know. That's not Swedish. <laughs> nice. to
1: words. Solid. I don't know. Yeah. I have literally no idea.
0: Not only do I not know what the deal is with AJ, I don't even know who AJ is. So yeah. I'm sorry, Stream Family. It's just nobody we saw in the first or last episode, so we're literally just guessing random people. I'm sure he was cool.
1: Is it Andrew Jackson?
0: Yeah. Maybe it's another president that wasn't assassinated that they had. Was Andrew Jackson wasn't assassinated? No. No. He I wasn't. don't think so. I don't know. We know nothing. All right. Well, here's the second question that hopefully we can answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Bneb13.
1: How did the first Swedish brother die? So I couldn't tell if these these Swedish boys were hunting the Umbrella Academy folks or the commission. Because every time we see them getting involved, there is both an Umbrella Academy folk and a commission folk involved. hmm well,
0: what about at the beginning? Oh Hazel, yeah, Hazel is the commission. Good point. Yeah. And then
1: Lila, I guess
0: if we consider Lila part of the commission, then then yes.
1: Yeah. I I do. I think she was there on purpose.
0: Okay. Well I have a I have a question. Yeah. Which one of the Swedish brothers is the first one? Is it the ugly one with the shotgun or or the other guy?
1: No, it's got gotta be gotta be the little boy in his in his dairy dairy suit. Okay. And the way I think he dies is because I wanted to find a creative way to use five's power, five transported him into solid concrete. Ooh, that'd be neat.
0: I have Diego kicking him into a lake. He drowns and then Lila points and laughs and says, look, a Swedish fish. You're the worst. I fact checked. Swedish fish did come out in the late 50s. So that that joke works.
1: Well, that's that one. I mean, that's obviously it. I'm so glad I get to read this question. We have this question from Kiki Skiddies. What's the moral of the fable, the scorpion and the frog? I do know the real fable.
0: It's basically this. So the scorpion ends up getting a frog to carry him across this body of water after promising that he won't sting him. But then halfway across, he does sting him. And he's like, I'm a scorpion, bro. Like, what'd you expect? And they end up both dying. The moral is that people don't change. They are what they are. If you think they'll change, you're a fat, stupid toad. So I think the connection here is, or at least I think the connection is there, maybe the group is talking about Vanya, where, you know, maybe someone's standing up for her and saying, hey, no, you know, she, we can trust her again, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody like Luther is like, no, you know, once a bitch, always a bitch. We can't trust Vanya. That's
1: what I got. Yeah, that's actually a a really good thought there and a really great explanation of that fable. Thank you. I did not know that fable, so my answer is it's not always the frog that croaks first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how is that connecting
0: with with this show? You have that no wasn't idea. the question. <laughs> 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 okay, it's just the moral. All right. Well, yeah. I think I'm more right, but maybe not. Maybe I'm completely connecting it wrong. But yeah, I think I'm right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kiki Skiddies. Yeah. I just wanted to say the name again. I know you did. The next question is from Wizard Music, but there's no A in Wizard. Who did Luther and Diego call?
1: Ghostbusters? No. That's the obvious answer. Silly, silly, silly. I think they called Sir Reginald Hargraves. In the past or in the future? In the past. I think that they were trying to figure some things out and called Hargreaves, but he was in 1963, so he would have been a younger man and hadn't started the Umbrella Academy or anything yet. And I think that that is how he may have gotten involved in what had happened and how they offset the timeline to the Sparrow Academy instead of the Umbrella Academy. Okay, I I guess I can see that. Well, but how does that just talking on the phone to him? changes it but i, I well I thought or quarter, maybe maybe they asked for his help
0: i thought it was referring to when we see luther on the phone at the end and like he's not getting through to anybody i thought that's what it was referring to so maybe he tried oh. calling I, I don't know i could be I wrong I don't
1: remember that scene at all what are you talking about
0: maybe i'm making it up i don't know maybe so you think luther and diego are calling the same person they're not they're it's not different people yeah i
1: think it's like them calling someone
0: Okay. I, I think it's Jack Ruby. They're both calling Jack Ruby. Obviously, we know why Luther would. Mm-hmm. Diego would call him because he is tied to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. So Diego wants Lee Lee Harvey dead because he killed Kennedy that he couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's also a trick question. And they called each other. Luther called Diego and Diego called Luther but they don't know that it's each other. No, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Yeah, it's, we
1: know that those Reddit users can be real tricky. Probably
0: Reginald. You're probably right.
1: Maybe. I'm going to find out because I'm for sure going back and watching this show. Totally. So next we have two questions from Rambling Zebra. The first question is, what are the seven stages? <sighs> um. So this is going to be about
0: time travel, right? Because that's like what this whole season is tied to. I mean, that's what
1: all seasons are tied to, probably.
0: Maybe... Like after finding yourself in a different time, like you, you find you're now in 1963, for instance, it's the five, it's the seven stages of dealing that with that, which are, I guess I'm kind of tying them close to the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. But then there's just two more on top of it, like disbelief, like this time travel isn't real and murder. Because any good plan should involve murder.
1: (laughs) So interestingly, there is a version of the stages of grief in which two are added in to help understand the other five. And they are shock prior to denial and then testing between depression and acceptance where you are trying to figure out how to move on. Oh, so there is a such thing as the seven stages of grief. Oh, okay. Is that what you think this is too? Yeah. So I think it definitely could be something along those lines or it could have something to do with just, you know, people going crazy if they're time traveling because their consciousness is moving around to time. It can have an effect on your mind and your body for sure. I would assume. All right.
0: So I think we're kind of on the same page there. So we're we just going to mark it down. We're going to count the five as do, do. Are you just saying you think the seven are the same as the seven of grief? Sure. I think it's similar, but but with disbelief and murder. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Rambling Zebras. other question is,
1: how does yogurt know how to stop being milk? So in order to make yogurt, you have to heat it up to about 92 degrees to kill any bad bacteria that's within it and to prep it for acceptance of good bacteria. You then add that good bacteria and ferment it for, you know, about about 12 hours or so at a lower temperature, around 40 degrees. And that allows the good bacteria to feed on the lactose within the milk to create lactic acid. And that's what gives you yogurt. (laughs) You're such a nerd. (laughs) But good answer.
0: (laughs) It's true. I went simpler. I think it's just when it's sour and it tastes like shit. But I'm I'm not going to really answer this question. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to promote whipped yogurt. If you're eating plain unwhipped yogurt, like an actual savage, you have severe mental limitations. Take some time and think about your life. Try whipped
1: yogurt. This is not the first or even second time that you have mentioned whipping something that is not normally whipped. Do you have a small fetish with whipping your foods? I just like when food is aerated. Like it's just it's more pleasing going down my throat, which is surprising to me for someone who is as cheap as you are, because they're essentially taking a smaller amount of food and packing it in the same size package and selling it for the same price. Yeah, but I'm paying for the air, and that shit is delicious.
0: It's, it's good tasting <laughs> air. I won't pay that premium. All right. I really do think, though, that this is a deep analogy for Vanya deciding that she's into ladies now. Oh, interesting. Like that? How do you know when you don't want to be milk anymore? Milk is the man fluid, so then you want to be yogurt, which is like soft and creamy like a woman. Yeah, it.
1: that makes sense. Nailed for it. sure. Crushed it. What an analogy. Thank you, Rambling Zebra. I appreciate those questions. Chaco Boatheart <laughs> I love a Reddit names so much. Chaco Boatheart wants to know what is the final stage of Paradox Psychosis? Okay. I'm not a dumb guy.
0: I have a degree in English professional writing. I got a 1380 on the SATs back when that was a thing. I watch foreign TV shows sometimes with subtitles. But what the hell is Chocolate
1: Boat fart talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's Chaco Boatfart. Get it right. <laughs> Like, what are they talking about? So my guess, and here, follow me here. The seven stages that Rambling Zebra mentioned. What if those seven stages, similar to how we talked about, they could be kind of tied to grief, but are more, a more updated version to time travel. What if that is... The seven stages of paradox psychosis and paradox psychosis is something that you experience when you are time traveling and could get caught kind of in a time loop. And there are seven stages of that experience. I mean, it makes sense. So what's the final stage?
0: Forgiveness? Complete brain implosion. (laughs) Death. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> i i i know i think your line of thinking is sound though that that now we know that the seven stages are for paradox psychosis which is similar i mean we were talking about it involving time traveling yeah. so i'm into and it
1: i think we're we're onto something here
0: we're smart correct so chocolate boat Fart's second question is <laughs> what was reginald doing on the grassy knoll
1: yeah so here is wh- the question that kind of caused me to think that they reached out to reginald is that he is somehow involved in this whole situation what if he is doing his own work outside of the commission to make sure that time stays accurate to what it should be and he was there to make sure that kennedy died so uh, hmm my thought
0: was that he's trying to distract lee harvey oswald from killing kennedy because we know from real life that the grassy knoll is where lee harvey oswald was mm-hmm. to me it always seems like reginald's goal is always it's always running counter to what the commission wants so because the commission wants kennedy to die i i feel like reginald's on the opposite side of that
1: yeah and it could be you're you're right on that but also i think that In the first season, they definitely foreshadowed the fact that Reginald knew that the apocalypse was going to happen and when it would happen even.
0: But he was trying to stop that apocalypse, which, again, is running counter to the commission. The commission wanted the
1: apocalypse to happen. Correct. I think he was only running counter because the commission wanted the apocalypse to happen. But in this case, if the commission wanted Kennedy to die and that is what prevents the apocalypse, this apocalypse essentially I'm thinking that the commission can flip-flop back and forth about whether they want the apocalypse to happen or not happen. I think <laughs> Reginald always as a solid rule does not want the apocalypse to happen so he's going to do whatever it is to prevent that apocalypse from happening, which in this case would be Kennedy dying but in the future so so it kind of falls in line with what the what the commission wants just purely by, Luck or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
0: Self-preservation. He doesn't yeah. want to die in an apocalypse. But I just I don't know that. Like, why would he know that Kennedy dying keeps the apocalypse not happening? I guess. I, why I just did don't he know he that
1: killing at. himself would bring the seven members of the Umbrella Academy back together to stop the new apocalypse? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something question. that he knows that we haven't been filled in on. Like he he has a lot more knowledge than we know about. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. You're welcome, chocolate boat heart. So the next set of questions were submitted to us from Michael's lovely wife, Ashley. Yeah, she
0: watched all of the season without me, so she like she made it sound like she's doing something nice by asking all these questions, but really she just got to watch the show without me that I didn't get to watch. So I mean, come on, like it's only so nice, but I'm still thankful, I guess.
1: Yeah. And we're going to do something similar to something we did in a last episode or in a previous episode where we limited ourselves to only being able to answer the question with a few words. But in this one, to honor the Umbrella Academy, we are going to answer them in seven words. Exactly.
0: Yes. All right. Self-imposed rules. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who stabs Diego? Lila with the candlestick in the ballroom. Luther is a real douche this season. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I think I'm right. Who is someone that survives from season one that you wouldn't have
1: expected? I hope it's not fucking Cha-Cha. Pogo. Can't keep a good monkey down. (laughs) Nice. What do we learn about who Reginald is? Huge dick in all years. Child abuse. (laughs) He's a guy who collects fireflies. Duh. In the first season, he has a little jar of, like, these firefly things that he releases out into a a field of the apocalypse. It's crazy shit happened, guys. Also, what do we learn about their
0: mom, Grace? Who slash what she was in the 60s? I'm pretty sure she was a toaster.
1: Reginald's mom. She dies. Oedipus complex. Ew. (laughs) How is Ben able to talk to Vanya without Klaus? A Ouija board. Duh. Did I stutter? I want a different route on this one. Ben, are you there? Ask again later. <laughs> How does Pogo become so human-like? He gets injected with Reginald Hargreaves semen.
0: Luther hit puberty. Pogo wore wrong socks.
1: <laughs> uh, we were both on the same train of thought there. <laughs> what does Klaus call his followers? Blessed union of souls. Just kidding. Claustrophobics. I think I might be right on this one. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Cult. <laughs> like I <he> just <laughs> threw in cult at the end. <laughs> well, it's only That's six words. One. I think that one could actually be right, though, because that album came out like four years after 1963. All right. And they have the groovy bus. Yeah, I you might be right on that one.
0: Good answers. Now, Ashley did ask one other question. Uh, this one, Dave only wrote seven words because mm-hmm. he didn't understand. But I feel like this one requires a little bit more talking. What are some creative ways that they showed the title card each episode? Sometimes it's just raining. Don't get wet. Okay. Yeah. Some umbrellas. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that Luther pulls out just the tip of his gorilla penis and just Uh the tip looks like an umbrella. So no, I I think it's going to be stuff that's popular in the 60s.
1: That would be too small to see on the screen without a micro lens. Yeah.
0: So on the recap of season one on Instagram, we... Questioned what a gorilla penis looked like because that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff we talk about. And we've done since done some research and we yep. now know that they are much smaller than we would have expected.
1: Yeah, a gorilla penis it averages about one and a quarter inches.
0: These are the hard hitting facts that you find on the center cut. That is crazy. Yeah, I mean, but it makes sense because you see a lot of naked gorillas and you never see their dick. So, like, it agreed,
1: makes sense. Yeah. I wonder, I, you know, I didn't do enough research to see if that's flaccid or erect. Depends on the monkey. Yeah. I mean, he's a grower. So <laughs> I guess we'll have to table this and come back to it in a later episode.
0: Sounds good. No, I, I think it's going to be stuff that's popular in the 60s. So the Beatles, like we talked about, they're starting to get popular. So maybe Paul McCartney's hair, like it parted or something. And you see <laughs> the Umbar- umbrella Academy like shaved on the back of his head. Or maybe it's the top of beach umbrellas because like. Harlan gets drowned, so there's some body of water. Did I mention Luther's King Kong cock already? It's got to be that.
1: Yeah, um, you did.
0: Maybe at Klaus's cult compound, there's some tops of some marijuana plants. <laughs> all kinds of shit.
1: Yeah, those are all great answers.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Ashley. Yeah, thanks, Ash. We have two more questions from one of our loyal listeners, Kay. So Kay's first question was, where did number three meet her second husband? I think... And this is not a funny answer. It's
0: just a, I, I just think it's the right answer. I think it was the March on Washington. Um, I know that took place in 1963, and the little we know about her and her husband, they're they're certainly activists for civil rights, etc. So I just think it makes way too much sense not to not for them to have met
1: during that. Yeah, but didn't that happen in 1963? Like only a few, like a month or two before this would have taken place. That's okay. True love. So they, so they love met, does, got married, no and learned enough about each other to see Allison staring at the moon all the time in a few yeah. months. Yeah, it was on August. It was the end of August in 1963. So we're talking about like mm-hmm. a three-month span or so. It doesn't matter. If you love someone, you can yeah, love someone. Yeah, I was, I was going to say something very similar. You know, I didn't pick one specifically, but some kind of rally. You know, they were both seem to be devoted civil rights activists and, and trying to drive for change. So... I can imagine them both of bonding over that that vision and and meeting at a, at a rally of some sort. Bonding over shitty white people. Yep, all those bastards. Kay's
0: second question is, when did Harlan get those golden powers from Vanya?
1: Yeah, so I think we kind of know the answer to this one. It, it, it's kind of covered a little bit lightly is that he was drowning and Vanya essentially brought him back to life with her power by accident without realizing what she was doing and imparted some of that power on him
0: yeah i mean i think it, it was it was definitely at least implied that it was when he would drown she tried normal resuscitation nothing so she she started beating on his chest listening to the waves and boom knocked the power into him but i guess my question is like what the hell is his power that he can sit in a barn and make it snow in a
1: quarter mile radius it seems pretty lame I would assume that he got powers similar to Vanya's if she imparted some of them on him. And when she first discovered her powers, she didn't just fucking start a energy tornado. <laughs> like, I don't know how and and maybe that just was left out of the first season, and maybe it was talked about in the middle of the second one that she had a shitty experience as a child to make Mr. Hargraves afraid for the world, but I don't know what the fuck like. I know that some of those powers make sense to Vanya's Vanya does have the ability to kind of control whether we saw that a little bit in the first season that she also can can kind of summon these waves of energy, which we, we saw even in this season, but also in the first one. So that that all kind of made sense. But the, the weird spiraling orange cyclone of energy powers was a little a little intense for me. But thank you, Kay. Thanks, Kay. As always. And those were
0: our questions. Now, any last things you had on your mind about the season or anything else
1: you wanted to to bring up before we uh, close this sucker up? So something I was kind of thinking about as we were recording today is how lucky we were that time did not change in between the first episode and the last episode. Like, what if the last episode came back and we were like in the 80s? Yeah. I mean, it would have been a lot harder than it already was. And it could that could have very well happened. It makes me interested, is this kind of going to be the format of the show of each season kind of being a new time in history and a new apocalypse is created by that? Or are they going to kind of stray from that formula and develop the characters a little bit more rather than... Because it kind of seems like, We only saw it for a few seconds in the beginning of that first episode, but they are like always on the defensive rather than on the offensive. And I would love to see more of that because that was definitely a one of my favorite parts of the episodes we've seen is is that part where they're all kind of using their powers together and kicking some ass. Yeah.
0: When you say on the offensive, you mean like basically like going into wars and kicking the shit out of Hitler, like basically being like Ozymandias from the Watchmen movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But okay. I, I wish there was a little bit more of them being ahead of the game rather than being defensive. So so bringing the fight to the commission or something and all kind of being on the same page and, and doing something along those lines would be cool. And when I said Ozymandias, I meant Dr. Manhattan. Sorry. Now I know what you're talking about.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm not a superhero or comic book guy. I like TV shows and movies that are adapted from comic books, but I, I'm not into like the Avengers. I'm not into fucking Green Lantern or Spider-Man. I'm
1: not into any of that. I don't hold on. Don't okay. Really... No one was into the Green Lantern movie, okay. but well, I, don't even I, know. I am into superhero stuff. I, I, yeah. would, I would love to see that a little bit more, but that's more up my alley. Yeah. I, I like these characters when they're just being
0: characters. I don't necessarily care about their powers that much, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. At any rate, I still like the show, and I can't wait to watch the full season. Me too.
1: That being said, what the hell are we doing next episode? Next episode, we are doing another collaboration. Everyone get excited. Mm -hmm. We are going... I Do that noise again. I loved it. That was too much. Only two (laughs) is what I asked for and I got four. So we're going to be doing Idiocracy from Mike from the Whack Brackets podcast. We have been on his show before and we've been dying to have him on because he was a, a really fun and great guy. So we are very excited to to get this collaboration done and and release that episode on August 26th.
0: August 26th. Apparently, it's one of his favorite movies, so I'm excited to get into it. I've never seen it, but I've always heard good things. Uh, Apparently, it's very telling of of today's times, so can't wait for that. As always, please subscribe to the show. It insta-downloads, and that's what we want. We don't care about you. We just want to see numbers on a page. I'm just kidding. We love you. Don't ever leave. And as always, <laughs> if you have any questions or want to reach us or do any weird things to us, the center at gmail.com. Hit us up all over the social media landscape.
1: Yeah, something, too, is that we are trying to, as you've seen over the last uh, few months here, trying to alternate between movies and TV shows. And we're kind of running out of TV show ideas, guys. So. Send us a few suggestions. Shoot us up. uh, Don't shoot us up. Yeah, don't shoot us up. Please shoot shoot us us an email. I have soft skin. I don't know what that has to do with being shot up. Never mind. Never mind. What? I don't know. You (laughs) have soft skin? Is that what you said? (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So you can either shoot us an email or hit us up, but do not shoot us up. And let us know if you have TV show suggestions. Well, it's been a pleasure. Goodbye. Like the space before the first apocalypse, but after the second apocalypse, it's always better in the center.